0: Hi there, and welcome to Grief is My Superpower. I'm Mark Lemon, award-winning children's author, bereavement ambassador, and your host for this podcast. Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible people that get open and honest about their own experience with grief. When I was 12 years old, my dad was murdered, and my life changed forever. I try to explore with my guests if it's possible to live a happy and fulfilled life after the death of a loved one. You can find me as the dad author on Instagram and at the Lemon Drop Books website. For this episode, I've traveled to Cheltenham to speak with Helen Dukes from Disco Kids and her 12-year-old daughter, Lottie. Helen and Lottie speak to me about the death of their partner and father, Aid. You can find Helen at the Disco Kids website and on Instagram as Disco Kids. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment wherever you are listening to this podcast. By doing this, it will help us to reach more people in need of support at a tough time. This podcast is in support of children's bereavement charity, Winston's Wish. okay so today i have traveled to cheltenham again for this episode and i am meeting someone who i have connected with via instagram and she is also affiliated with the charity winston's wish who this uh, you know this podcast is for and it's helen duke's founder of disco kids but we also have a very special guest here as well and it's lottie her daughter hi guys hello hello how are you doing
1: we're good, we're good. You're we're good. good? Yeah.
0: It's strange having an interview in
1: my mum's living room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, as is every interview, it's in a different location. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a different format. And uh, and I think that's the great no, thing about this podcast. Yeah, thank you, yeah. mum. <laughs> so thank you so much for being a part of this today and uh, sharing your story with me. Um, I guess for the listeners, are you able to just tell everyone who you are and what you do, all of that stuff?
1: Okay, yep. As you say, I run a small business called Disco Kids. Uh, I have a partner called Chris and my daughter Lottie is 12 and Anya is 5. Going back to the business, we produce music-inspired designs on what we started off with kids' t-shirts and now ladies and we do prints too. So that's it in a nutshell.
0: And they're amazing. And we see them everywhere on Instagram Mm -hmm. and social media. And Otis and Thea love them themselves. Good. Um, So, yeah, leading on from that, are you able to share um, what your experience is with grief, please?
1: Okay. So uh, we go back to... Well, I just finished maternity leave and was going back into a new job, actually, in IKEA. And lottie would have been about so yeah you're about just coming up to one and i think when she turned just before she turned one uh aid had been to the doctors because he had a lump under his arm and uh they sort of sent him to get it checked quite urgently and it turned out to be a uh, melanoma cancer and we're looking at stage four, which anyone that knows cancer, uh, there is no stage five, so it's a terminal cancer. And I guess the, the next two years were uh, quite life-changing for us, yeah. Uh, lots of chemo, radiotherapy, and to just to try and get away the cancer. We had lots of surgery. Uh, fortunately, just the company I'd just joined had Bupa. Uh, for all their employees, all of the managers, I should say. And as much as the National Health were amazing, uh, having Bupa meant some of the operations uh, with some of the same uh, surgeons, et cetera, were were just immediate. So things like brain surgery were just kind of the next week. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, uh, being with IKEA... Uh, I was able to have lots of time off work to help care for aid and a friend that I met around the same time actually near the end before he died had had literally no no time to take off work because of her situation with her job so I just felt very lucky to join this company and they
0: were able to give me so much time off. It was great they were able to do that for you I guess isn't it? Yeah exactly. Um, So how long was the process from You know, finding out to when he actually died. You know, was it?
1: Uh, I think it was quite immediate. I think, and I think, I think he knew as well. Uh, He'd taken out. We'd taken out. uh, Well, when Lottie was little, he he'd taken out sort of uh, an insurance critical illness cover. We'd done it quite. Just when I think back, it wasn't not long before he'd found this lump. So whether he was just, or we were just doing that anyway, because you know, when you have kids, but uh, yeah, it it moved very quickly. Uh, and yeah because it's, it's, we're talking eight or nine years ago a lot you kind of erase that stuff a little bit as yeah. well so the early stages you know I, I remember all the positive stuff like the support we got from friends uh, how amazing the national health were uh, mm. I remember Tuesdays going into for, for chemo that uh, what's the program where they go around houses and there's two presenters and he's hilarious but they always put music to the some oh. you Homes Under the Hammer. Oh, that's so Whenever I watch <laughs> well Homes remembered. Under the Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock, I think it used to be on and it would always be on in the uh, hospital when we went in. Uh, but I don't know why, why am I telling you that? Uh, so well, yeah. No, I, probably yeah. because those are the things, <laughs> aren't they, that when yeah, you're trying to remember the, and think back to a time, that yeah. they
0: pop in your head. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, so yeah. Uh, and the he, he fought it hard, literally, I think it was over two years until, you know, he was... Right. And the doctors kind of always get it right near the end as well when you know how long he had to live uh he was he was in the hospice for about two weeks because uh again he just fought it but making us laugh to the absolute end literally the day he passed away he had us laughing uh he was yeah just a very loved person and lots of people that you know came to see him when they knew his you know yeah near near the end uh but yeah, my main concern as well as him was just making sure that Lottie was getting the right support, prep, sort of almost, I, I just went into overdrive of of taking photos and trying to build up a, a picture of him for her, uh, knowing that she was so young that she might not remember mm. a lot. So uh, well, Lottie was, all, what,
0: three, three, and three and a half? Three and a half,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, it's kind of
0: just what a tough time. Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: it was. And uh, but so many so much support from everyone around us. We we'd actually moved Aidan and I had moved to the sort of the country but over in Nuneaton where all our friends were in Birmingham and friends would drive over with food parcels and had made sort of sushi and all sorts for us and bring it over for aid and come and spend days uh, looking after us and him and you know, it really was a very supportive time uh, for all of us. Yeah, That
0: sounds amazing that you were supported so well, you know. And I know that a lot of people have said that, you know, sometimes when someone's died and then after it, you know, the support can maybe peter off a bit. Did, yeah. That's, was it still there yeah, for a I th- little while think, well, your yeah, friends were so good? That's yeah.
1: right. It, it does. It does definitely. Everyone is there. It's almost overwhelming, isn't it? There's so many people that want to help. And, and there's some people that don't know how to help or what to do. and uh, But... There's some friends that I that were just very good at organising things and making sure uh, we were okay, and then we uh, we took the decision to because we were living over there. Lottie and I we went for a, the holiday of a lifetime to Australia just before we moved back to Birmingham because uh, Lottie hadn't started school at that point, and I was just again looking forward to what she where she, where she'd be at school, what support I would have, and I've got a very good friend uh, Kira that had realised that Lottie and, and her son were the same age and they would be at school together. So we moved quite near them. So she really helped out with uh, uh, things like just school runs and bringing a bottle of wine round. <laughs> because when you're a single mum, anyone that's in that situation, just the smallest things are really hard to do.
0: Uh yeah, I've heard the smallest little things, like yeah. you're saying the food parcels and yeah, they're really, you know, you appreciate it exactly.
1: a lot, don't you? Yeah. So uh yeah, a kind of
0: And and I guess, you know, Lottie did do you remember that period at all, or because it, you know being three and a half i 'm guessing those memories might be
2: um, I kind of feel like when I was three i didn 't really understand what was going on, and I think I knew that Daddy had gone, but i didn 't understand how i didn 't really have any emotion or anything, so like mm. at his funeral i didn 't cry because i didn 't understand I think I pretended to cry <laughs> because everyone else was crying, and I thought, Wait, why is everyone crying? Am I supposed to be doing this and I think then, as I got older my emotions kind of kicked in, but I didn't really know what they were. So I kind of like have little tantrums sometimes and I like, get angry for no reason when really it was probably just that I was kind of angry because I didn't understand how I was feeling. And I couldn't really control my emotions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, hard, yeah
0: sorry. Yeah, I
1: was going to say hard for, because I did take so many pictures and we've got video clips. You almost, you. I think sometimes you you see those and it helps you, maybe you wouldn't have remembered those situations if uh if I hadn't taken those those clips but because you've seen them you kind of almost reminds you and gives you a memory even if she didn't have one so my work of of uh, all, the, all the movie clips and which back then because there was no well social media was just kicking in Instagram I think hadn't even begun so yeah it was uh I literally was taking photos constantly
0: oh that's fantastic yeah. that you did that isn't it and, yeah I'm um, so pleased and I guess, you know, leading, leaning maybe onto the whole support in terms of, did you look for support immediately from a charity or was it short, you know, a little while after? Yeah,
1: I, uh, in fact, a friend, another friend, the friend that didn't have a very good work situation when she lost her partner, another friend from school, I found out had been through a, a similar situation. Her partner had died and she, that she was the one that told me about Winston's Wish because she'd found them. And, uh, oh my God, the amount of, Help from their website back then of things like memory boxes and just and the fact I you know taking photos creating a picture for Lottie in the future of what Aid was like. Uh, also, we gave out cards at Aid's funeral uh, that we just wanted friends and family to to write down memories about him funny memories because he was and there were so many uh, so Lottie's got them in, in her memory box so boxed. they're in the box as well yeah yeah no, that's nice because <laughs> yeah. you know my, my memory's crap I can't uh, there's lots of things that I don't remember so you know, it's great to have those just to recall situations. And again, the photos of and there's some. You know, when Lottie's old enough, I'll tell us some stories about the, the post club <laughs> parties and things. <laughs> but he was a real, yeah, he was a real German, a real funny person.
0: But those little messages, they're really important. You know, for you to read and and sort of see how appreciated he was by his friends and his family. I think that's yeah. a really nice thing to have. Yeah.
1: And what else have you got to uh, remind you? Because you.
2: Yeah, I think I have his his sweatshirt and his glasses and his. After and just I have like a memory box with loads of pictures of him that remind me of how he was as a person because I didn't really know him and obviously I knew who he was but like I can't remember him very well and then and then I think when I had my counseling um I was helped and I made a sweet box which was kind of like a toolbox thing which I use when I'm sad about daddy and I just think of and in there there's like memories that make me happy instead of feeling sad about him and just reminding myself of the happy times instead of getting down on the sad times of the fact that he's no longer with me
0: how have you found the last couple of years Lottie I know sorry to direct the questions always at <laughs> you but it's just quite I think it's quite interesting because you know like like we've mentioned and and uh, this this conversation is for Winston's Wish the charity and uh, you know we hope that there are some young children like yourself um listening so um how have you found the last couple of years you know as you have started to really think about you know the memory of your dad and you say it upsets you sometimes but it's also nice to remember the happy yeah, times
2: I think I got I got to an age where I kind of understood what was going on I think was from the age of like seven to like maybe ten I'd have these stages where I was like really sad and like at school I'd get really sensitive to things and like anything to do with death I'd get really sad about things and like I think as the years gone, I've learned like how to control my emotions and like just think of happy things instead of like cry. But sometimes, just having a good cry is like a good thing. Like just get out your emotions, and afterwards, I feel like I feel kind of like refreshed. Like I've cried, I'm fine now. Everything's okay. Yeah. Like
0: that's that's an important <clears throat> message, and uh, and you know because I think a lot of children, even adults, feel it's it's quite hard to cry sometimes, and just let your emotions out and I think that's a really important message you know
1: yeah, definitely I think uh, again going back to just trying to do everything for Lottie back then we had some I had counselling she had counselling as well uh again probably recommended by Winston's Wish and at the time it probably it was very basic with Lottie it was more about understanding what death is uh not so much the emotions that go with that and it was like you say lots just a few years ago when I could just see there was a lot of anger coming out and I think again rang Winston's wish and they said at kind of nine ten it almost comes back again because you are starting to feel the emotions on things and and we we went back and had some counselling again and it was great wasn't it because you really learn how to to deal with the emotion and, and when you're angry and some friends at school that wouldn't know how to to be with you and just understanding that not everybody knows what to say, do they? It's really no. quite uh, yeah. quite difficult for some people. If they've not been through it, I think once you you know grief, you know that it is important to talk and you know it is important to ring that person or say something rather than to not yeah. le- and think that they don't need to be uh, bothered
0: I think that's it's important isn't it for your friends to understand how you're feeling as well isn't it and how to approach it because a lot of you know and I remember being back when I was 12 you know and I lost my dad it's your friends struggle to understand how to yeah. approach and talk to you about it you know some are better than others but I think these days because of charities like Winston's Wish, you, you, there's more information, isn't there?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the thing with the the school and getting it onto the curriculum, which I'm sure you will yeah. talk about, just is so important. You know, we we schools should be about preparing kids for I don't know whether it's knowing about pensions or or grief or it, it's it's so important for to equip them for the future because everyone is going to die and people are going to have situations like Lottie and. Uh, do you want to talk about the situation you had with a
0: at school? Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about the the school element of you know support and how you found it.
2: Um. Well, when I was um I think nine, we were doing an RE lesson. And I think this was a time where I was very sensitive to anything to do with death. Like the word death, I didn't like blood or anything. It just made me very uncomfortable. And I think. We were doing an RE lesson, I think there was something to do with like a coffin or something and I started crying and the teacher that I had was like, not a supply teacher, but she was the teacher that we didn't have very often and she said to me, well, you're not supposed, you can't, you have no reason to cry, my daughter lost her, dad. she doesn't cry all the time and I remember feeling very annoyed at this teacher and she just showed no like sensitivity to how I was feeling. And then we were asked to do a piece of work where we had to do like a good world and a bad world. And instead of doing like a world with animals and like happiness and like, than, like a world with like rubbish and stuff like, and like uh, climate change. Instead I did a world where my daddy was alive and he was talking to me and then alive and then a world where he was in a coffin and there was no medicine. And then I think, didn't you say that my teacher rang you and...
1: This was the first year where I didn't actually go to the teacher that... Lottie's new teacher to say, look, this is our situation. I felt that, you know, she'd been at the school long enough to for them to know and to communicate. And, oh, it's the one year where they didn't. <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah, I had a call saying, your your daughter's drawn a picture of a coffin and or we'd, we'd like you to come in. And <laughs> Once Lottie had told me the reason and you know, I could totally see. And obviously this woman had been through the same situation, but maybe she was feeling a bit, had the anger.
2: Yeah, I almost mm. felt like she was taking her anger out, or like her sadness out on me because I was crying and like, some, I don't know, like something to do with her daughter or something. Mm.
1: But having said that, there was a lot of good, there was a teacher that was looking out for you at the school and it was the only one incident of the whole but it just mm. you know it just does take that one incident doesn't it where yeah and it sticks for you but uh, I think that's
0: I mean that's an important lesson for schools isn't it I think uh, maybe they think that it's just a year two years and then the child has moved on yeah you know? mm. um, and maybe they they just need to be conscious and it's about sort of having like a regular checkup. up yeah you know, yeah with exactly the, with the child throughout their period of you know schooling or wherever they are yeah and um, yeah so I, and, I, and I think that's you know you dealt with it really well by the seems of it um, so moving on to Disco Kids and mm-hmm. the reason why you wanted to set up Disco Kids and obviously you know a big a big force around Disco Kids is working with Winston's Wish yeah. and raising awareness for, yeah. for Winston's definitely.
1: Wish definitely yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I definitely wanted to give back to them uh, through in some way and and by uh, having some of the t-shirts where we donate part of the profits to them and then it's you know there's other charities as well that are close to home too that we we've included t-shirts but uh, the reasons yeah starting Disco Kids was really Chris my partner who uh, I met a few years after Ada died I think talking about grieving uh, I was grieving from the that day that aid was diagnosed you know so Lottie and I had different sort of levels of of where we were at but so yeah when I met Chris he was a graphic designer web designer and he gave me so he was the one that came up with the idea to sort of do it and and he, he did the design work I'd had my background in music and retail and it just yeah I'm so passionate about it you wouldn't believe but I do think deep down I feel I am so passionate about it one of the reasons is that my career kind of stopped when I started caring for aid because that was the most important thing back then and it's only now where I really feel I'm back to where I was and, you know, I'm, I'm driven, I, I like to achieve and and I it's just great. I'm just so happy it's doing well and that people support us too. And, and the fact that we can support Winston's Wish in turn as well. So, yeah.
0: I think it's, it's, it's kind of a nice story, isn't it? Because you have obviously gone through what you've gone through. And then, you know, and it happens not just because people are grieving these days but because they feel in a bit of a rut what am i going to do you know um i'm going to start my own business and that's the power of online isn't it yeah setting up your business like you have and it being successful like it is yeah so it's a great story yeah um so moving on to uh, you know after the death of aid do you think it's kind of changed your outlook on life and the way that you view um yeah every day
1: yeah just the, the cliche of life is too short and you know i know when i died it brought a lot of friends together uh that had maybe not seen each other or, or there was friends that had fallen out it literally was just you could just see it made everyone realize it was the first person i guess that who'd be lost in in our friendship group circle yeah. and of our age so quite yeah um uh, bit of a wake-up call to, to life and and how old we all are and how young you can be when something yeah. like that happens so yeah
0: definitely sort of mm. wake, wakes you up a bit doesn't yeah
1: it? and just that to to make memories to to do things and and just yeah hold those memories take lots of photos and just make, have a laugh in life because that's what aid always did and yeah to do, do the same see the positives
0: that's definitely the great message Um, Mm. so a question for both of you really but we're kind of you know to talk about schools and we've talked about it briefly already but you know there is this big taboo and stigma still around grief and talking about death in, in the UK I feel um Lottie, what do you think we could maybe do in schools to um, maybe be better about talking about grief and, you know, approaching a, a difficult subject with children of your age?
2: Um, I think maybe not in primary school because I feel like it'd kind of be hard to teach in primary school because if people were young they might not really understand. But maybe in secondary school they could just have like maybe like a lesson maybe each year that's just about grief and like how to talk to people that have lost someone close to them. Instead of just because I feel like some people like some of the people at school don't really understand how to talk to me they kind of just say like oh it's okay but like it's really not okay they they just kind of think they kind of treat it as if like I'm just sad about something like I don't know falling over in the playground or something but it's not that really it's like it's something bigger than that but they don't really understand so like I feel like if they had a lesson like just like one like small lesson just about how to talk to people and understand how people are feeling instead of just like talking to them as if they're just upset like a normal person yeah
1: but also I think starting younger because you had that situation you were you were needing it back then so probably just very basic and, and appropriate to the age of the child definitely yeah. and and I think it's, it's uh, yeah it's with, with education it'll be the generation if those kids it's like uh recycling etc you know you the kids now will will do it whereas oh, some some people our age just don't get it because they've been taught something at that age it's in it's instilled in them so if we yeah. can do that with grief and and talking about it and some of the people that maybe just don't want to talk about it will change that outlook because they've changed, they, the they, yeah, changed the mindset yeah change the mindset
0: and um I mean, I've said it before in other interviews, you know, it's that kind of grief isn't really perceived as a mental health, but if you don't approach it at a young age, you don't talk about it, you don't open up, then later on in life, you're going to, you know, like you were saying about the generation, perhaps, Mm. you know, of those that have maybe not talked about it, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, bottle
1: it all up and stiff up a lip. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, They bottle
0: it up. And then later on in life, you're going to, it's going to hit them like, you know, bang and... 're going to find themselves having to go and speak to someone about yeah. it, yeah. and uh so I think yeah, really important what you just said about children having that space to be able to to go and share their feelings yeah, yeah
1: definitely and no and just them knowing that people are looking out for them and and sometimes it's just a a hug and yeah, I understand or that yeah, we know what you're going through and take some time out and.
2: Like, I have one friend who is, like, really supportive. And, like, I think once I cried in a lesson, like, actually quite recently, we were watching The Lion King. <laughs> it's a really stupid film, but it's just, like, it always gets me because, like, the dad dies and everything. And I was crying, and my friend was like, oh, do you want to go out? Do you want me to tell the teacher? She was very, like, supportive. Like, she almost, like, she knew what to say, even though she hadn't been through it. So almost like she just knew what to do. Like, she's like, oh, do you want to go out? It's okay, Lottie. You can just look away. It's fine. And then like... But then there's, like, some people that just just like they don't really know what to say so they kind of just leave it and they don't really say anything and they kind of just let you cry which sometimes isn't the best thing
0: yeah yeah that's quite a, a it can be quite a hard thing to know how to approach somebody but uh, you know sometimes it's just an arm around your shoulder or you know or a hug yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be words yeah i think that's really important. Um, so, moving on to um was like to add a question of three things so if you're if you're having a sad day, and I know you know delving into your memory box is always uh i'm sure it always helps you, but if you had like three things that make you feel happier on a on a sad day that remind you of of Aid and your dad. Are there things that you that you could think of?
1: Just for me or lots of both? Yeah, we'll go yeah, yeah either. Okay. Uh, for me, well back when I was when I was really sort of in the thick of grief as it were, I know music totally sort of kept me going and finding new music, listening to old music, listening to music that Aid liked and almost making myself cry I think there was a record that I always thought oh my god I'm not gonna be able to listen to this it was like our record and I thought I can't listen to this record ever again but it came on I think the first time it came on the radio and I thought I'm welling it now but I didn't cry and it was like oh my god I thought I was gonna just it was gonna get me but <laughs> uh Shed 7 Disco Down and uh yeah so i can i can sometimes it will make me cry now yeah. just but uh well I was speaking to Sarah Turner, and mm, she
0: was said it's like her grief anthem you know yeah, and it was Coldplay play yeah, for her right but okay. for yeah. anyone that's lo- like you've just said you know yeah and and oh the, the, a moment of we were when he
1: was in the hospice uh, a friend uh had got well no it was lauren Laverne's partner that Aid knew he'd, he'd come to see aid. And I said, "Oh, Graham, can you uh, can you get Lauren to play a record for us?" And he and he, (laughs) I'm going to, and she played Disco Down. uh, Sort of, I think she had a a, a morning show then, and uh, and we literally, yeah, just it was a real moment back then, and uh, yeah, so music. He was always really into his music, and so music. There's many records that. Do remind us, and he, he wanted to. He wanted Johnny Cash, a uh, Ring of Fire played at the funeral, and I did actually ask the uh, <laughs> ask the vicar if that would be appropriate. But he said, "No, I don't think we can do that." But <laughs> maybe so, not today. <laughs> yeah, I did ask the question. Uh, so yeah, there's lots, and Here Comes the Sun is obviously a a, a key uh, track. Now he loved the Beatles; that was his favourite. When he died, it was played at the funeral, and uh, it was weird. We we have a get-together every year. Last year, we'd gone to this bar, and I do believe in signs and music. You know, you'll, suddenly something will come on. Anyway, this guy was just doing this acoustic stuff all afternoon, Coldplay probably, and all sorts... Just as we were leaving and wrapping up, suddenly he started playing Here Comes the Sun. And I was like, oh, my God, thinking somebody got him to play it. So I literally had to go over and say, oh, did somebody ask you to play this? And he said, no, 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 why? So I that even that just threw me even more because of all the records he could have played, tracks he could have played. So, yeah, music is uh, is a good good way to uh, bring bring happy memories and also just mem- sad memories, reminders, there's lots it's of, a mixed fo- bag of emotions, music is the answer, it definitely, really is, in, in so many ways, so, yeah, Lottie?
2: Um, I think the song that, like, talking about music, a song that always reminds me of daddy's, I remember, well I don't remember, I think there's pictures, or there might not be, um, mm-hmm. uh, when daddy was in the hospice, I think, I was dancing to fight for this love yeah. by Cheryl Cole, and that song literally always <laughs> makes me cry because it just oh, reminds me of dancing I
1: think it was the first first record he put on the iPod for you, and it would always come on at the most inappropriate, time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. to be cool,
2: but... yeah but, and yeah. yeah, and that was like my favorite song, so that always like that song always like
0: so that reminds hits me you yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are they can be very tough, and that actually leading on there is a question here uh from the children at winston's wish you know which actually leads me nicely onto Mm -hmm. those questions so yeah so for this section of um each interview uh we have four questions from the children at winston's wish um that they would like me to ask you so the first one is how do you make yourself feel happy when you're feeling sad
2: um as i said i look at pictures of daddy and think of happy things kind of what i've already said um think of happy things like sometimes usually music it sometimes it makes me sad and sometimes it makes me happy but I think pictures is the main thing and like I'll be in some moods where like pictures like make me sad and like they make me think oh why didn't why don't I remember but then sometimes looking at them makes me think of like the happy things that happened instead of thinking instead of being sad that daddy's not there
1: Uh, for me yeah just seeing people and talking to people if I'm if I'm feeling uh, or if i was it doesn't uh w- in that grief moment again back then after he died uh, just connecting with people ringing people up um uh, which doesn't happen so much now either does it i mean i'd imagine you send them a, a DM. L- dm yeah well but that and even that sometimes is if I, if ever i see somebody's lost somebody on uh, social media even even if I don't know them just that knowing sending a message and it's, it means it's imi- a lot doesn't it doesn't mean so much Mark yeah and back then anyone that w- people would call me and I would call people I'd sit there with a glass of wine and, and just have a chat and, and I felt I really wanted to be close to AIDS friends and uh I just had my, my sister actually got together with AIDS, best friend, one of AIDS, best friends, Spencer. So I see a hell of a lot of him. Thank goodness. And we can talk about aid and he can share memories with Lottie. Uh, so yeah, it's that, that was, that was great that, uh, we can, we can sort of talk about the memories and there's so many funny stories about AIDS. So whenever I need to be reminded, well, or it's you, great
0: for you Lottie that you've got these people around you that can, you know, can tell you about, you know, these lovely things about yeah. your dad. Um, Okay, so I was going to lead on to question two, but we we spoke about music. The question is, yeah. what piece of music reminds you of Aid? But I guess we just touched yeah, on there's that. L- Oh, there's loads, though. Loads. Yeah, there is yeah.
1: so many. that Things come on. He loved the doves as well. Uh, really, he was always... Oasis. Oasis. <laughs> and uh, he... I always remember... Cause- most most of us used to DJ at this club, uh, Wobble, back in the day and, you know, all buying new music. But it was Aid was the one that discovered the, scr- the streets before everyone else. And they were like, oh, yeah, go there. Wow. Great. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he, and also always the first to get technology and, you know, the, the, the new phone, next iPad, iPod. So, uh, but yeah, so and so much music that he in fact a lot of stuff on my iTunes is stuff that he'd bought I've still got all his CDs so that I can pass them on to Lottie and well <laughs> but just but to remind me again because my memory's so rubbish uh, of all the music that he bought and that we bought together I worked in a record shop again back then when we Kind of got together, so I'd come home literally with fifty quid's worth of CDs every week that he'd found and wanted, or I'd wanted, I'd, I'd bought. So, music in our house, it, the percentage of space taken up from vinyl and CDs, is so that and I mean, is music bloody.
0: is probably the biggest it's, thing for you, isn't yeah, it? In terms of totally. And, and, from, and, yeah, totally. It's from
1: people um, that you know, New Aid, and met him in Wobble, probably, or how they got to know
0: him. It's mm. yeah,
1: big big part of our history
0: yeah okay so the next one is how do you think your grief has shaped you
1: uh i think just yeah made me a lot stronger as a person definitely stronger uh uh not worry about things so much i used to <laughs> you worry more uh, and yeah just uh Just knowing what... If somebody else is going through what I've been through, knowing what to do, I guess, and wanting to... I mean, I was even thinking, God, I should... I do come to Cheltenham not as often as I used to, but I should offer my help to the charity because once you've been through something, it's the natural thing to do is to want other... to to help other people uh, with the same. And, yeah, I think it's just made me understand a lot more
0: what... It's given you yeah. a strength. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That maybe you didn't have before.
1: Yeah. Lottie, do you want to answer that one or
2: um, about how it's shaped me? Um, well I feel I've kind of I've kind of been the opposite. I'm I'm a warrior. I'm very like kind of sensitive and quite I think when I was little I was very shy and I think I've kind of grown out of that shyness. Now it's almost like I was shy because I didn't really want to like show everyone.
1: Uh, you hated, you hated being in front of people. Yeah, she had this thing about not wanting people to I didn't look want, at her. I didn't want people yeah, at people at and whether that was just from, uh, mm. you know, everyone when when I, I, I relate back to the funeral maybe because everyone would have been looking at you or talking to yeah. you and all that attention back then maybe is is quite. It's not normal for a child to get... I I can
0: completely empathise with you. And Mm. like I said, being 12 years old and when it happened to me and just the feeling of being a bit different, you know, and people looking at you and you just being aware, but maybe them not saying anything to you, you know. So I completely understand you saying that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so the next question is, and we've we again we've talked about it a little bit. But what do you do to remember Aid and your dad on the important days like his birthday and other days across the year, you know? Okay. You talk about what you I mean I things? I've talked about um you know, recently I've talked about Father's Day quite a lot because Father's Day wasn't long ago. Um but, you know, for for people like you and I and, you know, who've lost fathers, um, it's it's quite a tricky time of the year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: like at school, whenever we do, like, Father's Day activities or, like, at, when I think when I used to go to brownies and stuff, like, it'll, it'll always be that time of the year. It's almost like, oh, like, do I make one for Daddy? Do I make one for Grandpa? Do I make one for, for Chrissy or something? Because, like, it's almost like I wanted to make one for everyone because I almost, like, I didn't really know because do I make one for Daddy even though he's not here and, like, and like every year on his birthday, we paint his stone to remember him. And then, and I also have like this sand jar with like memories in it. And but like Father's Day, I feel like it's very difficult because like I want to celebrate Chrissy as my stepdad, but then it's also remembering daddy as my actual dad, and like even though he's not here anymore.
0: Yeah, well, that's I think that's you know uh, something that we can also mention as well. You know, Chris is obviously a big oh, def- part of your yeah, life, and def- yeah. uh, and and you know I'm sure he's he's wonderful towards yourself and 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 you know it's probably a tricky dynamic um for for a lot of young people who are in a similar situation and yeah. and so I think by you know mentioning Chris in this podcast it's yeah, very important definitely. to him
1: yeah absolutely and also we have we can look back and it's a funny story <laughs> but uh when when I first got together with Chris obviously well, do you want to explain, Lottie? There was an incident where there was some paint found in some shoes. Well, some, I think they might have been some new trainers. And I was like, why is there this paint in these shoes? And it turned out, uh, yeah, it's kind of Lottie's anger, I guess, not wanting, well, you were kind of... I
2: wanted you to myself.
1: Yeah, I wanted you to myself. She'd <laughs> so have they me. were Chris's shoes. They were Chris's shoes, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the uh, the anger had come out in paint, so there was like these two sort of, like swirls of paint in the shoes but I get that and he gets that now that you know she had had me for two, two two and a half years just me and her and then this new person comes along and it's really hard again anyone that's going through that you think it's oh it'd be fine you know new unit and it'll be fine but it takes a lot of work yeah. it really does and you have to be patient and i think chris was actually the one that realized this more than i was like, no come on and it, it it doesn't happen overnight it takes time for the respect yeah, can't
2: to just p- walk in and get like the respect or like not respect
1: yeah you both need
2: to, from the child
1: yeah it's it's that time spent with each other and the new family unit being made and aid was and the conversation we had before he died, he wanted me to carry on and, you know, live my life. So, again, a really hard thing to go through. So, you know, when I did meet somebody new and I knew it was, wasn't was going to be an easy ride, but we're getting there, we're there, aren't we? And, uh, yeah... But, I
0: think but, no. There's. Uh, I think it's really important that we just spoke about that because, again, like we said, there's many people out there who are going through a similar yeah, situation, definitely. and especially from Lottie's viewpoint. You know, again, it's kind of, it's it's your opinion um, yeah. in terms of well, your outlook on, on that. So
1: again, going back, that I had those two two years where my grieving process started when he was ill. Lottie's. Well,
2: um, I feel like I. Was grieving when like Chris was there. It's almost like when Chris had come in, I'd almost realized that daddy wasn't there. I was thinking, who is this new person? What's he doing? And then I think I'd get like angry a lot because I was almost like, I wanted mummy to myself because I was grieving and I needed her attention, but she was having to share it with Chris.
1: Yeah, and then along comes Anya <laughs> and that's another, no, but you and Nelly. Uh, but yeah, so we've been through all those times and you get through it, but yeah, it is being aware of how everyone's feeling and it's everyone because each person, Anya's obviously going to be jealous if I'm spending time with Lottie and she's not so it's just communicating and knowing how everyone's feeling I guess
0: yeah. I mean it takes time doesn't it it does like, yeah. like anything you know yeah. and, it, and it's it's never easy and it goes in waves and it comes back again as we always says in terms of grief yeah <laughs> um oh God, yeah. yeah so it's been an amazing chat and I really appreciate you guys. Oh,
1: and it's really good to meet you finally. Having <laughs> me in Cheltenham. And,
0: um, and, and also it's been incredible to have Lottie's viewpoint, um, yeah. on this podcast because it's the first time that we've had someone of your age on the podcast. And, uh, and I think it's really important for any children out there, young people listening, um, to hear that. And also obviously yours from a parent's perspective. Yeah. Helen. Yeah.
1: No, I, she, she, literally, we were chatting last week and, uh, with mum, and she just said, "Oh, can I? Can I be involved?" And I kind of—it's just the whole, like at the funeral. Should you just think children shouldn't come to funerals? But it's a case of does the child want to do this? So uh, yeah, she she wanted to come, so here she is, and I'm really glad she came. I'm very proud of her, and Aid would
0: be too. No, I'm sure he's very very proud of you. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much. Thank um, you. As I always say, uh, grief is individual, it's personal, and I really appreciate you sharing your story with me today. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Mark.